Hi, everybody. You're listening to the New Dayton Podcast. I'm your host, Chip James, and I'm setting out to shine a light on some of the amazing things happening in and around our great city. On the podcast, you'll hear from exciting people who see Dayton as a city of opportunity and are taking an active role in creating a new Dayton where small businesses and individuals can thrive. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's get to today's episode. As someone who starts, continues, and sometimes ends their day with a really good cup of coffee, um, was on the hunt for some more coffee guests. And uh, we found a husband and wife duo transplanted from Denver, Colorado, that make coffee, specifically really good coffee beans, their passion. Michael and Jessica Beans founded Namesake Coffee, a local coffee roastery that produces some amazing whole bean coffee that is available for subscription services on their website, namesakecoffee.com, and is also sold in some local shops all around the Dayton area, including Table 33. I love having conversations with Dayton born and raised business owners, but for this one, we wanted to have a chat with a couple of people who maybe aren't from Dayton, but now call Dayton their home and get their perspective on our great city. Hope you enjoy this chat with Michael and Jessica Beans from Namesake Coffee. Uh, a few years ago, I was at a wedding in Palm Springs, California. And as weddings do, they turn into a reception. That's the party. And, you know, most people at a reception, it's time to party. And there was really bad dancing and drinking and food. And uh, my sister, shout out Casey, she sees me with a cup of coffee. And she's like, you're drinking coffee at 9 o'clock at a wedding in California. And I'm like... I love coffee. Like it, this to me isn't isn't a pick me up. It's not a morning routine. It's I love the taste. This one's pretty good. So this is me partying. I'm just enjoying a nice cup of coffee. My assumption is that the two people that we're talking with today, Jessica and Michael Beans, uh, have a similar affinity for coffee. Is that safe to assume? That is very yes. safe to assume. <laughs> So we are with Jessica and Michael Beans from Namesake Coffee Roastery. I mean, one of the best naming scenarios that I've ever heard of. Yes. The last name is Beans, B-E-A-N-S. Yep. yep. That's it. And Coffee Beans, and you decided, like, I might have missed it. I might have just named it, like, um, Vortex <laughs> Coffee Beans. <laughs> like, tried to be super creative, but you guys nailed it. You're like, no, namesake. So who came yeah. up with the name? My brother. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, her brother has to get the credit. We had beans roasting beans. We had a whole cool slew of corny Everything names cheesy. <laughs> cool beans. Yes. Yeah, we had a text thread with just gobs of, of terrible name <laughs> ideas. And okay. He named it. So namesake. it wasn't as obvious as I thought. It, like... To me, it's great. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't like as obvious. Yeah, we took a while and then we basically decided it's still a subtle nod, but yeah, yeah it's not corny. And we did want to incorporate <laughs> that. We, we, we wanted to capitalize on the opportunity without just making it dumb. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was, 
Happens. I mean, when you guys are on, if you guys are ever on the Ellen show, it's going to be <laughs> a huge part of That's what she's talking sure about. Happen. No, totally. Like, even in this little, this scaled down setting of, yeah. a, of a podcast, like, it's something cool to talk about. Oh, yeah. 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 Family with the last name Beans is roasting coffee. So. That's it. We yeah. were made for it. Yeah, you were made for it. So, I'm curious to hear about two people who met in Egypt. I don't think I've ever sat around a kitchen table with two people <laughs> who met in Egypt, and we've got the time, so let's hear the story. Yeah. You, uh, all right, I'll start. Uh, let's see if so, we'll let him go. Give it a try. Yeah. So I, after my freshman year of college, I decided that I needed a break. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I... There's a, a program through our university where you can go abroad to... Um, a, I don't know, probably 60 different countries on the list, I think, but uh, go and volunteer in different capacities, and Egypt was my first and only pick. Wow. Uh, I wanted to go somewhere where I didn't know anybody, <laughs> where I was going <clears> to <throat> stretch myself and grow as a person, all that stuff. Great. So, so yeah, I, I signed up and, and went and met her and... What and I had, I had applied to about 20 different locations and okay. gotten all my, look, turned down for one reason or another. I was traveling with my best friend and they were having a hard time getting us in the same location. Mm -hmm. So we finally said, whichever location takes us, we'll go. So we decided to go teach for a year, Cairo, Egypt. That was the first one that worked out. And then we both ended up teaching at a school, um, living in Cairo for a year. Wow. We're friends the whole year. Didn't think anything of it, so much so that when I first learned that his name was Michael Beans, I was joking with my best friend, like just- This was just on the plane ride there. Being funny, yeah. being like, well, my middle name is Gene, so I better not even go there because I cannot become Jesse Gene Beans. Like that would just be <laughs> awful. And then all year, we became really good friends, got to know each other. In the back of your mind, you're like, no, this can't happen. Not, no. not gonna happen. No, none of it. We were so just good. good friends teaching, living in Cairo for a year. Once we came back, we, started dating long distance, dated for a couple years, and then got married after college. That's so great. So you became the Beans family. We did. And of course, you would eventually uh, get into the coffee roasting, the specialty coffee roasting game. And I'm actually really excited to talk to you too. We've, we've, we've done several interviews for the New Dayton podcast, and more often than not, maybe even every time so far, the person who we've talked to is born and raised in Dayton. Mm -hmm. And that has been fun. And that has been like almost like something I wanted to, and maybe in the back of my mind, continue that like Dayton born and raised, like we're yeah. Daytonians that are giving back or, or, or um, doing cool things in Dayton. But I'm actually, I flipped and I'm probably glad that you're not born and raised in Dayton because we can get a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Like what's it like to be, whether it's transplanted or moved here um, and then start a business, start a grassroots, uh, you know, from, from scratch business. So let's talk yeah. about that. Yeah, we, uh, we lived in Denver before this. After, after living in Chattanooga, graduating college, we moved out there for a couple years. And then because of work, ended up kind of getting recruited to come here um, for, for my job. And then Michael ended up getting a job. And so we hadn't considered Dayton um, before that. And then as we started getting recruited for work, as you do, we 
during even the weekend we were here interviewing, sort of driving around downtown, mm -hmm. saying, "What what is there?" Moving from Denver, what is this place? We lived right between Denver and Boulder, so we could get to either pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and so, living in that very large downtown, where you, I mean, you could go down Boulder and there's seven coffee shops and roasters on one street. You can just walk down wow. and do a coffee hop on on Pearl Street. You know, okay, um, coffee yeah, coffee crawl, easy. That'd be fun. Yeah. So then, when we moved here, um, very quickly, even during our first couple of months was we were getting houses, we were trying to you know, even decide where to live in the area. I think it was just really acknowledging that people ask us all the time, wait, you moved from Denver, why Dayton? Love that question. All the time, all we the get time. it all the time. And what's funny is what I always answer is we were so surprised how moving from Denver, which was amazing, we loved it, we loved the mountains, loved every bit of it, but it was very much so there we were um, we were consumers in our city, and so we can, you know, enjoyed the coffee shops, enjoyed the restaurants, right. all of those things. We moved here, and very early on, within the first year, we realized this was a city that we could be contributors. Yeah, we I started following big players around on Instagram, different organizations mm -hmm. that are downtown, any new shop that was opening, whether it be a coffee shop, a restaurant, we would try to go within the first couple of weeks to go be a part of the opening, meet different people that are doing cool things in our city. And it was almost like a, a, a flip switch where we were thinking, oh my word, we can actually be a contributor here. We can do something that would develop Dayton that we could not do this in any other city. Right. It's easier to make an impact. Yeah. I haven't found the eloquent way to say this yet through however many episodes that we've uh, recorded. But it's taking that and looking at it with a positive spin. So Dayton is a city where there's opportunity, opportunity to start a small homegrown business and actually survive and thrive. Mm -hmm. That makes Dayton cool. That makes Dayton great. It's not the flip side where a negative person might look at it and go, yeah, well, that's because it's a small town in the Midwest. Yeah. Well, no, we're looking at it through a different lens. Yeah. And I love how you said it. We're going to have to steal that, <laughs> that you can be um, contributors mm -hmm. and not just consumers. Michael, what do you think about that? Yeah, I. what's interesting, a lot of people that we met early on that were from Dayton, sadly, were so down on it. Like mm -hmm. they, the question of, oh, you know, why would you come here from Colorado or from Denver? And then you know, proceed to talk about how there's nothing here. And right. for us, yeah, it, it's it's not it's not Denver, it's not Chicago, it's not any of those places. And I actually love that fact, not just for what Jessica just said, but also there's something to having having to kind of work for it mm -hmm. in a way. Like there's something adventurous for, you know, when we first moved here, it was so much fun, like searching for, for that one place or the, the two good restaurants or whatever it was right. and, and, and kind of going through uh, all the different places to find the ones that, you know, you really actually, oh, I want to go back there. Right. And so, like I always, I've always told people from the very beginning, it's, it's actually getting easier now, but when we first got here, it's like, no, there's awesome stuff here. There's good restaurants, there's good coffee, there's good hiking, there's right. good outdoor things to do if you're willing to go out and just look around. Right. Talk to us just a little bit about the roastery. So most people, well, I mean, it's painting with a broad brush, but most people drink coffee <laughs> and they know about coffee shops. And we were lucky enough to interview uh, the co-owner of Press Coffee Shop um, not too long ago. One of the more impressive businesses in town. 
and and I think that there's a lot of without getting into the weeds or into the um, like the crazy details, but like talk to people who are listening to this about a roastery. What is it like to be coffee roasters? Yeah. So what I for, for us, I think being roasters has everything to do with why we started and kind of our beginnings. And for me personally, it was just a fascination with roasting, to, mm -hmm. uh, very specific. And, you know, we were coffee, we've been coffee drinkers for a long time. And even once we started to get more into specialty coffee, uh, you know, buying a Chemex, buying, you know, more specialty coffee tools and things like that, I personally just got super fascinated with the roasting process. Uh, started in her oven on a perforated baking sheet yep. and got to the point where I just, I wanted a roaster. I wanted a real roaster that I could just play on. And Jess basically said, yeah, sure, you can buy that as long as you sell enough to make the money back that we're about to spend <laughs> on this. Sounds like know, my wife. On this glorified <laughs> toaster that costs so much money. Right. And so, so yeah, for me, it was, it was, honestly just a hobby a passion like wanting to kind of just dive into this rabbit hole and so as we've grown our motto has always been grow organically grow how it makes sense and so for us you know we've had the, the question that everyone asks when are you going to open a shop sure. when are you going to open a space and for us it's not oh we don't want to do that or oh that's our ultimate goal it's hey yeah, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we won't ever do that. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to grow organically. We're going to see where the market is and how we can best uh, insert ourselves into that. Sure. And not not try and not try and push any sort of agenda like we have to be this or right. we have to be that. It's it's doing things the way that we like to do that. And for right now, it's perfect. I mean, yeah. we. Yeah, we, we absolutely love where we're at and how we've grown, and... Yeah, it's been about f almost four years, am I getting my math right? Three or four years now? Right, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, we started with the smallest industrial size you could possibly get. So yeah. yeah. So it was basically that Michael's getting used to what could scale up easily, but mm -hmm. it literally roasts a half a bag at a time. Okay. And that's when we were still doing it as hobbyists. Yeah. And like he said, um, well, and when you're doing it as a hobbyist, did you send it to friends and family? Yeah. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we actually, we would start having, we would, you know, bring people for cuppings because we were sourcing at very, very small amounts of different origins. But we, since we were just doing it as a hobbyist, we were getting just tiny bags and trying it out and, you know, did that for a while. And we actually had enough friends that were the ones that encouraged us. They were like, no, no, like you could make a go of this. This is great but I need to be able to buy it, so you need to be able to roast more. So it was actually a lot of friends that were <laughs> also so like, hey, this is actually decent. You guys should try to do this. And one of the things that Michael didn't mention is um, he actually has a horticulture degree. That's what his undergrad is in. Um, so uh, plants and growth and everything green. So when my brother knew we were just really getting into this, he gave us a book from kind of the seed to cut process. Okay. And Michael started, I mean, completely geeking out over the farming sure. and the soil and the different levels and the climate and the altitude. I mean, these are things that it's ridiculous how deep he went right. <laughs> researching <good. laughs> yeah. just the whole farming process. How do you how do you source different beans? What makes it? 
Um, that's the huge part of roasting. It's not only the technique within the roaster itself that you're choosing the levels you're roasting at and all that, but it's where you're sourcing from. Um, understanding that all the way from when you're getting it from a certain farm and the quality and the, you know, how much you're paying for a bean. So he started getting just kind of crazy into that. And we had enough friends that loved our samples. We were like, okay, we need to, we need to do this. Right. And within our, it was our first Christmas. We were up for three weeks in a row roasting till 1 a.m., <laughs> 2 a.m. Wow. Cause we're roasting half a bag at a time. Well, because you had orders? Did you, yeah, this is all yeah. friends. They want to okay. give it as gifts. Yeah, yeah. They just love the idea of it. And Dayton, people in Dayton would hear, oh my word, we're starting to get specialty roasters here. Mm -hmm. There's been a couple big players that are phenomenal and they've been in Dayton for a while, but now we're starting to get more and more variety and Dayton is really coming into its own in the specialty coffee scene. And in 2015, you know, 16, when we were starting, that we were just coming in to bringing in the specialty coffee scene in Dayton. So we were up till 2, 3 a.m. all to fill every Christmas order and we thought we can't do another holiday like this. So we said, okay, we need to invest yeah. in a bigger roaster. And that was the organic growth that Michael's talking about is then okay. we, we saw, oh my word, Dayton has a market where there's not just friends that are interested, but friends of friends that are hearing it and passing it on. And there's, you know, now brunch places that are interested mm -hmm. in carrying local roasters and having a variety of local roasters. There's mm -hmm. room for all of us here because Dayton is growing and developing its coffee scene. So being a roaster here, it's really exciting. Yeah, I think to it's be able finally to be a roaster. getting to the point where, I, I don't know, I, I go to more breakfast restaurants and coffee places than I do places that, you know, maybe bars or serve alcohol. But in the same way that someone would go and want to order a, a local beer, mm -hmm. right? I think it's starting to finally get to a little bit more to where people go to a brunch or breakfast place and want to get a local coffee, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is awesome. I think that's really yeah. cool. So I love what you said about growing organically. I think there's probably a lesson in there for maybe uh, someone who's launching a business or a young entrepreneur. Do what you love. Do it well. Focus on, on what's in front of you and the quality of what you're doing and not so much on one day I want to be this. Yeah. Like just, just do do your job like really yeah. well that day and see where it goes. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah. And not to say that I'm immune to that. So many times... She's had to talk me off the ledge of like, oh my goodness, like, why are we not doing this? Why are we not growing? Why, like, I mean, mm -hmm. that is a constant mental battle, but if you, if you keep coming back to, okay, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. What are our values? What, what do we want to bring to the table as far as a business? All, you're able to see past all of those expectations and just general categories of like, oh, if you open a, a, if you start a coffee company, this is what it's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And so being able to see beyond that and say, yeah, no, if we open a shop, we're gonna have so much crushing overhead that, mm -hmm. you know, it's gonna be insane. So, you know, just, let's just be a roastery. Right. And because of that, we've been able to do so many other unique things, I mm -hmm. feel like, because we haven't just totally piled on a mountain of debt on ourselves. Right. And so we've, we've even been able to contribute more to the community through uh, you know, partnerships with Bridget's Path, partnerships with the Oasis House downtown, mm -hmm. uh, partnerships with uh, a couple other nonprofits that we've worked with. And it's just an opportunity to say, okay, yeah, we're providing great coffee, we're providing uh, quality product, which is, kind of a given now in specialty right. coffee. I think 
the way the industry is going, it's like, okay, yeah, you have great coffee and what else? Right. You know, what are you doing to contribute to your local community? And that for us is really the, I think the biggest part mm -hmm. is, yeah, no, we want obviously, you know, great coffee, good coffee, quality coffee is number number one in the sense that that's just kind of a given. We're always going to do that. Right. And what else are we doing that's really impacting the community versus just keeping people caffeinated? Yeah. Not all trends, not all trends are great. A lot of trends are probably pretty bad. The trend, <laughs> one trend that I think is everyone agrees that they they can get behind or that a trend they can love is local businesses, local people that see the bigger picture. Mm. And I, I loved what I read on your website. Maybe Jessica, you can talk a little bit about it, but talk about ways and, and not, not tooting your horn. It's sometimes hard to talk about this kind of stuff, but just how you're wanting to use namesake to sort of uh, give back to the community around you, whether it's the coffee community or the Dayton community. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, like Michael said, we right away when we took the deep dive into the quality, that's a must. And then we really establish, okay, if we're gonna make a business out of this, what are we standing for? And then how, no matter which way we end up growing, can we continue to be true to that? And so one of those ways is we always try to pick a nonprofit and we're, we're basically finding ways to give uh, a portion of the proceeds back during certain times where we're wanting to bring awareness to something mm -hmm. or wanting to, so actually just financially trying to help out support and bring education to certain nonprofits. Right. But more than that, we, we basically took a different stance in the way that we try to look at coffee and its role in our life. Mm -hmm. Because the reason why we loved it so much before we made it into a business is that like we would go to a coffee shop and I would bring a sketchbook or a journal right. and we would support somebody local. We're sipping out of a, a artisan mug that right. somebody from that town crafted with their hands right and we're sitting in this local shop you know whether it was here in Dayton or in Denver or in Michigan Margaret wherever and you just look around you you slow down mm -hmm. you're connecting with somebody across the table from you right you're being introspective if you're there by yourself or maybe you're writing a book or getting something done or you're changing the world somehow but right. it's all around the catalyst of like we're sitting down over this cup of coffee and it, it, maybe i'm making this too dramatic or maybe i'm making it into something that not everybody sees it as but for michael and i it was always we're going to go to a new city right. find a local shop support somebody local and enjoy this experience right totally and it's like it's reminding me slow down journal mm -hmm. think about your day be more intentional in your life. So one of the things that we've tried to do with our Instagram page and just anybody that knows us, if we do an event or, or talk about coffee or do coffee education, we're always saying, okay, we ourselves are struggling in this century learning how to not let busyness take over our lives. Right. We're struggling with Guilty. what it means to be intentional. <laughs> Guilty. We're struggling with what it means to live a life worth living and if we're struggling with this, how can coffee and that experience and using that as, okay, over your cup of coffee this morning, how are you slowing down and just thinking? Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe practicing gratitude today. Right. I mean, it's about coffee. That's why we did it is that we love it. But it came from this place that when we would enjoy coffee shops, it was something more there's, magical. There's more you know community. What I mean? yeah, there's more community. It's connection. Connection. Thank you. Yeah. With yourself, with somebody else. It's it's That is what we want to capture. So it is so much fun running the business side. But if we start to lose that, that's when I think we will lose hold of why we started doing this in the first place mm -hmm. and it's what we always try to come back to because our lives are crazy it's ridiculous and then we realize after a week of just insaneness we go 
are we living the kind of life we want to live? Mm -hmm. If not, let's check in. <laughs> and so it's that, how can we encourage that? Pour a cup of coffee, right. sit down with your friend or your spouse and tell them how you're actually doing today. Yeah, it's great. And so, I don't know, it's, it's a concept. I think a lot of the coffee industry, what I love is being a part of this industry. There's a lot of people like that. Right. Coffee is such yeah. a catalyst and a connector that when we yeah. go to like professional um, coffee events, we meet people like that. And we're like, yeah. okay, we just want more of this in our life. We want more right. of you in our life. Right. And so that is what we're trying to continue to encourage, uh, even though what we're selling is coffee. We're, yeah. we're selling a bag of coffee and we you know, sell it mm -hmm. to local shops and we do online orders, but that's not what makes us most excited about right. the fact that we own this business. We're, we're talking about something deeper. How can we talk about it? Because I, you're really speaking my language. Like I think some people, when you tell someone that coffee is very important to you, right? It goes beyond, my grandparents probably used coffee to wake up in the morning. And mm -hmm. it was probably just terrible, Folgers, just gross. No, no, nothing dirt, against, dirt in a cup. Dirt in a cup. And they probably <laughs> called it that. It was just literally to wake them up mm -hmm. from last night's gin and tonic or whatever. <laughs> uh, and, and nowadays it can be, it is. I know for my wife, Nikki and I, it is a connector. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes we'll finish our day with it. Yep. And, it and, and it's just a chance to sit and sip mm -hmm. and enjoy each other. Yep. Uh, so it has totally changed. But how can you talk about that? You know, especially in a specialty coffee way, without the pretension, you guys mm. are great at that. But like, it's can it can come across in such a way that it's yes. like, like you said. I hope it's not too dramatic. Well, to someone who doesn't quite get it, it's like, oh, you coffee snob. Yes. So how do you fight that, or how do I? Yeah. Fight that? Well, a quick answer is we get this all the time when we do a lot of like events in our home, or we'll go out and do things where we're just trying to educate. And we get the, do you add cream or not? And the, the, mm -hmm. the hot button items that specialty coffee gets kind of called out for, for being mm -hmm. pretentious. And people will ask us a lot, you guys know coffee. Tell us, you know, settle this. What's the difference between espresso and a coffee bean? Is it the same thing or is it the, right. can I add cream to this or you're going to hate me for it? Right. We have adapted a mantra that we say all the time. Coffee is to be enjoyed. Okay. Are you enjoying it? Right. Great. Right. then there is nothing that I need to say to inject myself into your life. Are yeah. you enjoying it? Now, if you are just, you know, caffeine, I'm not thinking about it. Oh, well, then that's not enjoying it. Right. Let's try this. Mm -hmm. Experiment with this. Let me tell you about where this was sourced from. Because right. maybe if you hear a little bit about the farm mm -hmm. and the relationship there and where it's coming from, yep. um, it creates that non-pretentiousness because we're not here to convince anybody. Right. We're here just to say, hey, do you enjoy it? Right. Are you being intentional and thoughtful about your life? Which, it's by the way, the same well, question. Once you clock out, whatever it is you clock out of, you should probably try to find enjoyment. Well, even in your when yeah. you clock in too. But once you're clocked out, especially if you're not enjoying what you're doing, why are you doing it? Yes. So, so it's just it's good. it's honestly approaching it, not trying to bash it over somebody's head and make and say your experience should be mine. I love this coffee. You should love it too. Right. No, just question yeah. your own choices and we, do you enjoy it? We yeah. do have one rule, like for somebody. So we got a mantra. <laughs> we now we we're do. gonna hit a rule. What's just, the rule? Just one. Okay. Yep. For somebody who's new to coffee, or at least new to specialty coffee, our rule is if we if we make you something that we think is going to taste good you have to at least take a sip of it. You know, of if, if you love to put creamer in all your coffee, awesome, no problem. At least take a sip of it because if you never at least try it mm -hmm. in its 
purest form, right. you'll never know if you actually like it. True. And we've we have plenty of friends that come over that take a sip and they want to spit it out and they <laughs> dump all their creamer in it, which right. is fine. Uh, but we have had a few people say, "Oh, I don't hate that. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I love it, right. but yet I don't hate it as much yeah. as I thought I was going to." And a lot of it has to do with freshness. I mean, if we're yes, getting technical yes. here, it's how how long ago was it roasted? If you're buying a bag of coffee beans, is there a date on the back, yes or no? Yes. You know, that makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Is it pre-ground, yes or no? That's not to be pretentious. Right. That's because if you actually try a couple of these things, people are blown away. Oh my gosh, I don't even need creamer in this. Right. And you go, yeah, because it's fresh. It right. wasn't pre-ground. It was good. sourced really well. It's from a good origin. It was roasted. It wasn't burnt. It doesn't. It's not right. burnt toast. It's roasted to a level that brings out the natural flavors that are already inherent right. in the bean. So that is the part of, we say, do you enjoy it? Okay, we're, it's not our job to convince any, anybody, but if you can experience something new, right. most of the time, then all of a sudden they go, oh, this isn't you know, being dramatic. You're, you're actually right. This is phenomenal. Right. And, it's not, <laughs> and it's not being pretentious because like, yes. that last three-minute segment, some people are going to go, they're so pretentious. Yes. Chip, they're all pretentious. It's not that. It's just saying... Just, just make it better. Yeah. It's just like if I go to someone's house and they pull a pizza out of, the, of yeah. the freezer and they stick it in the oven versus, hey, come over and help us with this dough that we made from scratch. Mm -hmm. And then these ingredients that we got from the local farmer's market, is that pretentious or is yeah. that just maybe better? Just better. Yes. I don't want to say. No, no, no. I totally get it. And we compare it. Once you put any other food in the lens, you all of a sudden go, hey, you can open up a bag of stale chips and eat them. Right. They're not going to make you sick. Right. It's fine, right. but man, let me give you this bag of like fresh, like out of the oven, out of the oven. Yes. Then you're just like, whoa! Exactly. I never knew a chip could taste that I good. Know. Coffee yeah. doesn't gonna go bad, but people for some reason put a label on any coffee drinkers right. because it's like you said, it gets a it gets a bad rap when it definitely shouldn't. All right, so I want to say maybe let's recap those two things because we want takeaways for people. So. Uh, when you are fighting either being judgy and calling people <laughs> pretentious or if you're fighting feeling pretentious, that's me, um, <laughs> you can remember the mantra, right? Which is what? Coffee is to be enjoyed. Coffee is to be enjoyed. Whatever it takes yeah. to enjoy it, you enjoy it. And then enjoy the rule, it. the one rule is what? At least taste it first. Yeah, <laughs> taste it black. Taste if it's, it, a, good, it, if it's a good roaster, it was one roasted recently, it was yeah. made well, then take a little sip. It yeah. might blow your mind. And freshness matters. Freshness matters. Obviously. It's a big deal. Uh, so where can people uh, buy Namesake Coffee? Namesakecoffee.com is probably the number one place. Uh, we ship all over the U.S. Cool. right to your door. Or if you are downtown, Table 33 serves mm -hmm. us on drip if you want to get a cup there and support them. Tastefully Roasted is another shop. Uh, just south of UD's campus, just mm -hmm. north yes. of Oakwood, kind of right on the border. Yeah, yeah. they they serve us uh, on their pour-over bar and have a few bags available every now and then as well. Mm -hmm. So those yeah. are... Yeah, but a lot, we do get a lot of people that are online. We do a coffee subscription as well. People that really want good beans, like once a month. I don't want to go to the grocery store. I don't want to know it's fresh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we do that and we actually have quite a few people that end up signing up for that because they want that home experience, mm -hmm. but they they don't want to have to run out to whatever store to continue to get them. So yeah, we that's the fun part of being a roastery with, that we don't have a brick and mortar shop, but we're in the world we live in, we're all over. <laughs> yeah. Because we do, like I said, online orders, coffee subscriptions, and then a lot of 
local businesses, a couple churches carry us. We've, we've loved partnering with so many awesome local businesses. As a wholesaler, you get to meet just really cool people doing cool things in Dayton. Yeah. As people who came to Dayton from other bigger whatever towns, have you found that Dayton is a, is a town, I, I keep forgetting to ask people this and I'm not forgetting with you. Have, do you feel that it's a town of collaboration? Uh, yes. uh, of support and not so much competition? I definitely feel that. We've been to a couple of small business events mm -hmm. and just, I think this was a couple years ago that we first heard about the, oh, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it was a project where... Oh, Generation Dayton and Up Dayton and all those. Well, the project that they uh, were trying to get new businesses downtown and were uh, paying for part of your rent, like right. giving you a six-month lease to start a business, uh, just mm -hmm. basically trying to, you know, give people not just an incentive, but like, hey, you know, we're going to help you through this. We're not just going to say, hey, start a business down here right. and then figure it out. You know, right. giving you out free hours of legal help, free hours of marketing and branding advice, all those types of things. And so... And even just the coffee people that we've met, which is you know the scene that we're in, so we've met more of those people, all of them have been very collaborative, very nice, uh, very uh, you know fun to be around. And so and, and you know especially the rep, I mean we love food. Yeah. So all the restaurant scene, all the people that we've met through that, I, I always get the I never get the feeling. Uh, that I'm going somewhere super pretentious or super right. uh, competitive. I think, I think people are just happy that that downtown is growing, that right. Dayton is growing, and that, that Dayton is back. Exactly. Mm -hmm. right. Exactly. Yeah. There's. It is. It really is. We like I said. We we meet a lot of people. You know, people will follow us on Instagram. They write us messages, and just the people that are reach out and be like, hey. I don't have any way to collaborate with you yet, but I'm following you, I see you, mm -hmm. I love what you're doing. I mean, just that alone means something. That's cool. Local, yeah, like you said, business owners, a lot of people in our industry. We've just, um, again, that's the difference between walking into a really large city where you're a very small fish in a very big pond, right. and people don't mean it, but they don't want to give you the time of day because there's already enough businesses out there. Right. And they don't mean it that way, but it, right. it really was the difference that when we walked in here, we thought, Oh man, we could be a part of something great right. just just because people are ready for it. Yep. Yeah, and the opportunities there. Yeah. Yeah, it's so great. Well, as a lifelong Daytonian, we uh, <laughs> certainly welcome you guys. We're Thank so you. glad you're here. Hopefully, uh, you stick around for a long time Thank and you so much. Uh, namesake becomes a name brand. So that'd be great. Thank you. We really yeah, appreciate thank it. You. Awesome. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, share it with your friends. Uh, take a screenshot on your phone. Post it on Instagram to your story or to your feed. Post a shot on Facebook. Please help us spread the word about New Dayton. You can also subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us a review. And I want to give a special thank you to Katie Matthews for producing and editing the podcast. And a thank you and a shout out to John Waldron, who created all of the music for the podcast. Also, last thing, if you have a guest recommendation, please connect with me on Instagram, chip underscore James, or email me at chipjames at gmail.com. Oh, and one last, last thing, 
check out the website choosingdayton.com forward slash new Dayton. Thanks again. Thank you.